Welcome to the Lawn Care Frank Podcast, where we help lawn care professionals like yourself start and grow their business by tackling obstacles such as finding customers, hiring talented people, spreading brand awareness, and much, much more. Now your host, Lawn Care Frank. Welcome back, lawn care pros. So today I have Bobby with me, a lawn care professional here in the DFW Texas area. We're continuing our conversation from last week, discussing a little bit further about the weather challenges and some of the business challenges going to the 2022 season. And so let's flip the switch and talk a little bit about uh, some of the challenges that you know other lawn care companies are experiencing during this time of year. Um, on, in the fertilization weed control side of the business, one of the challenges that I know going into 2022 is the increase in prices, right? Increase in prices for our products. You know, that products is going to be, you know, the fertilizer, the pre-emergent. Where are you seeing the most increase in pricing? Uh, to be honest, every year you do take a little bit of price at everything, just like everything that you go buy anywhere takes a little bit of price. But for us, um, as far as the weed control, pre-emergence, those are staying pretty close to baseline of what they were last year. But any kind of fertilizer that we're putting out, uh, I'm seeing huge increases, you know, almost doubling in cost from what it was the year prior. So it, it is pretty alarming on the fertilizer side what the increase in cost has been. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, obviously the fertilizer has just, you know, skyrocketed. What about some of the liquid that you guys use and even granular that you might use from time to time on the pre-emergent side? Have you seen a substantial or a little bit increase or tell me a little bit about that? It's been very nominal on the, on the pre-emergent as far as granular we use granular and liquid. We have both applications that we use for different times of year, depending on what's going on. It's more weather related for us. Um, if it's too windy, we're using a granular. Um, you know, cold weather, we're using a granular. Um, if the weather's right to where we can spray, we're going to spray the pre-emergent. Um, but those those items, I'm not seeing hardly any cost increase at all. I mean, it's pennies on the on the application, which is not much at all, or pennies on the cost of the of the product um, versus the fertilizer, which is just astronomical increases. Yeah, and you know the the price for the uh, fertilizer. There's so many different factors with that. You know, urea and the nitrogen side of the um, the chemical you know, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, I think. Um, so I know nitrogen is like really skyrocketed. And, you know, when you talk to the distributors and such, and they really don't know when that price is going to come down, right? So I know one of the strategies is to really try to uh, buy in bulk. Is that something you guys have done? Or have you kind of, you know, uh, figured out or believe that, prices will eventually adjust and really maybe there's not a need to increase your inventory to the point where you're in a panic mode, right? Right. For us, um, you know, towards the end of last year, we knew that these prices were coming and we were able to buy some of the excess um, the fertilizer they had on hand at that lower price. So we pretty much stocked up with all that we could find here locally from our vendor. Um, and we got enough to last, you know, quite a while going into this year. Um, but, you know, kind of what we do is we really analyze every application. 
you know, how we can, you know, get the best product. We have great vendors that are able to um, help us moderate and adjust our, our products to where if, you know, some, one product's a little bit higher than it's been, we can use something else. Um, so we're always looking to give great results and to be able to keep the cost down. One other thing we did is we did adjust price on customers this year. Uh, it's the first time we've done it and, you know, forever. So, you know, but we felt like with what's going on and when the costs that were escalating for us, it need to be passed along down to the customer. And that's what we end up having to do. And when that happened, as far as the price adjustment, how, how, how do you think uh, the customer kind of looked at that? Were they freaking out? You know, I don't know what, what percentage it was, 5%, 10%, whatever it was, right? Did the customer, you know, freak out about that? Did they understand? And uh, we can talk a little bit about maybe uh, uh, an evidence whether they freaked out or not by how was your retention, right? So our retention going um, from, from last year was we had a 10% loss. So we lost about 10% of our customers. Um, that's one of our best years ever. Um, we had a really uh, great job last year, I believe. Our technicians did a great job. Uh, I think we had really good results. We had also kind of made some adjustments to our program. We went from doing uh, eight applications to doing nine throughout the year, um, and we saw really good results. Um, we kind of also changed our direction on how we were doing new customers. Um, we used to do new customers, say they you know, got in after we had completed the first round or two. A lot of times in the years prior, we'd skip that first round or two. Now we kind of like just pushed it into where they were still getting that nine throughout the year as long as we could get nine visits in the year. Um, and we were seeing really good results because we were going to visit that new customer instead of, you know, every five to six weeks, we were kind of playing catch up. And they had the weeds, so they needed the service. So we we're coming out, hit them when they first got started, back again in you know three weeks to, to get more weed control down. And they were seeing, we were seeing really quick improvement on those lawns. Customers are like, "Wow, you guys are doing great." Never had anybody that's you know come in and, and got stuff taken care of this quickly. So it, I think that those changes to our our applications really uh, worked in a benefit for us for this last year, and I think it helped us uh, to keep more customers. The, the retention that we had in the past. Um, you know, as far as how many customers did we lose once we um, did our increase, we really expected in our minds, we thought, oh, this is going to be a battle. Every customer is going to complain. They're all going to be mad. And it was maybe a handful. I mean, it was maybe, you know, five or six people that were just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're raising prices. You know, the economy's so tough and things are going on and people are losing jobs. And, you know, the sky's falling, but, you know, everything costs more. Every, everything you go buy gas, gas is more. Our employees want to make more. People we're trying to hire want to get paid more than what we paid in the past. So everything's costing more. So you've got to pass that along to the customer because that's the only way a business can stay in business is they've got, we've got to make money. We're not a non-profit business. Um, and, you know, we were, we kind of were pre, um, did a lot of uh, work ahead of time, being prepared with what we were going to tell the customers. You know, we role played with our employees. You know, I'm going to be a difficult customer. You're going to tell me about the increase and I'm going to say, oh my gosh. And, and you're going to tell me, you know, how are you going to bring me back down to earth and let me understand that? Yes, it's a, a big, in it's an increase, but it's only a dollar 75 per application more, or it's $3 per application more. Don't you feel like, 
$20 more for the year is worth the job that we do. And, and then people were kind of talked down off the ledge and we were able to, you know, save a lot of people that if you just said, Hey, okay, you don't like the fact that we're charging more, you can go away. Um, we would have lost them, but our employees that in the office did a really good job of communicating to the guests, the why we did what we did and, and how does it really affect you? I mean, I mean, realistically, if you're getting a great product and it goes up, you know, pennies on the dollar, it's still worth it to you. You're going to, you know, if you're getting the results, you're going to be happy. And you're going to be willing to pay that little bit extra. Yeah. So from what I'm hearing, you know, the, the customers didn't freak out, right? The customers weren't uh, blown away with, you know, the 5% increase. And, and on top of that, not only did you just do a 5% increase, you went from eight services to nine, right? And, and you had the best retention rate you've had. And just to give our audience kind of a perspective of what to expect if you're in the, you know, the fertilization weed control side of the business, some of the bigger companies are losing, you know, 18 to 25%. So it's a really good thing to be under 15%. If you're hitting 15%, and, and I'll give you an example, if you've got, you know, like a thousand customers, right? And you lose 150 customers going into next year, that's 15%, right? So you, you went in at a thousand and you came out at 850, and then now you're going to ramp up and get another 400, 500 accounts going into next year. So, you know, uh, kudos to you that, you know, you guys did such a wonderful job when it came to, you know, being able to get the price increase, getting the additional application and keeping the customers, right? That's, that's, that's a really impressive uh, feat. How do you think that's going to play out into next year? It's all these little things that you've done, right? Uh, how do you think that's going to play into next year, you know, combating this pr price increase for the fertilizer? I think it's going to help all the way around because not every application is an application of fertilizer. And when we're seeing the biggest increase in cost being only on those fertilizer applications, the other parts are going to make up with bigger, you know, more profitable applications. Those ones that you do that, you know, that use the higher nitrogen in the middle of the summertime or going into spring and summertime when you're getting that really focused on that top dressing and getting the green down, um, you know, those are going to be a little bit more expensive, but hopefully, um, if we're doing a great job and, and we're keeping customers year over year, we're making up for it on the weed control side. The way we apply weed control is on a spot treatment only. We don't just blanket lawns with, with chemicals that we don't believe they need. We actually just treat the weeds on a, a spot by spot application. And that does give us a better cost on chemicals. We spend a little bit more time and a little bit more labor at that lawn to do that application. But I think it's better for the lawn in the long haul. I think it makes the lawns have a thicker, greener, um, lush, you know, grass. And that's what we're looking to do overall. We're here to make their people's lawns look as good as possible. You know, I just thought of something and I wanted to go back to it is one of the things that, you know, stood out when you were, you know, talking through about the price increase and everything was the fact that you guys role played, right? Role played the whole conversation of we're going to increase the price, right? You know, I'm, I'm fixing to call Mrs. Jones and we're going to role play this, you know, before we call Mrs. Jones. And, you know, if they give me resistance, what am I going to say? You know, how do I justify it? Right. And do you feel that like that really helped, you know, getting that retention to where it needed to be, you know, moving all these obstacles out of the way and really, 
you know, the, the, the people that are making these calls, not catching them by surprise, right? Our employees, right? The employees are not like, oh, well, she's asking me, well, why are you increasing the price? Right. For us, you know, I, I would say that our approach is, you know, we definitely try to think from that customer sitting in the, at home, what are they going to ask? What are they going to think about what we're doing? Um, and we educate and spend a lot of time educating our office staff to, to actually almost be qualified enough to be an applicator. I mean, they know that lawn, certain lawns need certain chemicals. Um, certain chemicals don't work on certain grasses. Um, and when we go through those role play situations, um, you know, they have a good understanding of what the customer is going to ask. And it's just like when you go buy a car. If you go buy a car and you ask the salesman, you know, what kind of motor is that guy? And they go, I don't know. Let me check. You know, what's the warranty on that? I don't know. Let me check. Has it got, you know, power windows, power steering? Let me check. Well, I could check all that myself as a customer. I'm going to you because you're supposed to be the expert at selling to me. And that's what we really try to prove, uh, you know, emphasize to our staff is that you need to be the expert about what we do because they are really kind of the, the voice of what we do. Um, you know, a lot of our technicians are at people's homes. The people are off at work. They don't even talk to us. You know, the, the most conversation they get is with our office staff. So we need our office staff to be educated on what we do and how we do it so they can, you know, give great information back to that customer. Yeah. And interesting enough, you know, when your staff is educated, right. And they know what needs to be put out in the field instead of just, you know, yes, Mrs. Jones, it's going to be $55 per application. And that's all I know. Instead of that, really knowing what kind of chemicals we're putting down, how it applies to your lawn, what we're going to do. It's really giving the employee a whole lot of confidence, right? And when you come, and when you come from a point of confidence, like you said, you know, the, the car dealership example that you gave, when somebody says, I'm going to check this, or I'm going to check this, I don't know uh, how many tires it has. Oh, well, I, it's a truck. It has four tires. You know, that's all I know. It really doesn't give the, uh, the person that's purchasing from you the, the outlook that, oh man, this guy really knows what he's talking about. He's confident, right? Right. And it, I think it definitely shows through you can hear it in that person's voice when they're talking to you that they're confident about what they're telling you. They're not reading a script. They're not making something up. They know exactly what to tell you and exactly what's what's happening, what's going on. And they sound more confident all over the phone. Um, and they are more confident. They can handle those conversations because um, they're qualified and they have the education and know what's going on. And it makes them feel confident to make that call. I mean, there's nothing worse than just doing a cold call of any kind, but could you imagine doing a, you know, answering a phone and, and not having any idea what somebody's going to ask. And they ask you all kinds of questions about chemicals that you don't know anything about. Oh, that's a scary thought. We like our people to know a lot of what's going on and understand the education before they get there and start dealing with the customer because they're representing us as soon as they pick up the phone. And that goes back to training, 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 right? Absolutely. You can't train enough. And so, let me ask you, so, you know, like you, you guys decided you're going to increase the prices, right? And tell me how that would have looked, right? If, you know, you went through 10 customers and you had a lot of rejection and maybe you had several customers out of that 10 drop off, would you have, you know, reevaluated? Do you guys, or do you guys just blast everybody and say, Hey, you know, our X number of customers, we're just going to increase our prices, you know? Do you guys just blast everyone at once or do you like do a sampling 
uh, because that's kind of what I recommend, right? Like mm -hmm. in some of the other, in one of the videos, I recommend if you're going to, you know, increase your prices that you take a sampling, right? Whether that's 10, 15, 20 and see what the outlook looks like, you know, that I lose 1%, 10%, 5% and then go to the next sampling and do the next 10, 20. And then now you feel confident. Okay. I've done a hundred of these and I've lost, you know, eight or 10 people. So I'm at eight, 10%. I feel confident that this is going to play out the same way when I go to a thousand, when I go to 2000, when I go to the 10,000, you know, I'm calling or I'm reaching out to 10,000 customers or whatever that number is. And I feel confident. Is that, is that kind of your strategy? Sure. That was our process going into it. Um, for us, we have a lot of customers, a, a good percentage, I'd say about 20% of our customers that are prepaid. So they, they prepay in say November, December, for the following January through December, the whole year up front, we give them a little bit of a discount um, for them prepaying. Um, and what we did is we just set off, okay, this is the, all the people we're going to call, we're going to call these 300 people. And we just put it into groups of like 20. So we did 20 and told them, Hey, we're raising the prices our 5% and let's see how those 20 conversations go. So we did that, did those 20 conversations after we'd already role played and everything that, the uh, office staff was comfortable with the conversation of how it was going to go. And then we just talked about it afterwards. Hey, what was, you know, was there something they asked you that we didn't talk about? Was there something they brought up that we hadn't thought about? Um, you know, what kind of challenges did you have over the phone or was it really easy? And, and to be honest, the first 20, it was like, no problem. Yeah. I want to prepay. I'm happy with my service. Oh, that's a small increase. Let's go ahead and go for it. So after we got the first, you know, I'd say the first 25% of that group done, we were very confident that we had made the right amount. We probably could have done more, um, but we felt like it was a fair amount. Um, and, and kind of our strategy moving forward is we're probably going to do, you know, we had talked about maybe doing a 10% this year and then skip it next year. And then, and then maybe we do 4% the year for that. And I think that we'd be better by doing, you know, 5% this year, maybe 3% the next year, 3% the next year, or maybe even two, but always have some kind of small little increase. So they just understand. It's just like when you buy a Coke, you go buy a soda at the store, you know, it's, it's a dollar 99. You go back January 1st, it's two Oh five. Well, it went up six cents. Does that make you stop buying the drink? No, you just buy it and just know, well, that's just how it is now. Things move up a little bit. If you do that 10%, I think that could be a bigger bite of the apple that people could take. Whereas if you just continuously every year taking a little bit, because everything's going up, your, your price of your, um, you know, trucks, labor, everything goes up a minimal amount every year anyway. It just makes good sense to increase things every year a little bit as well. That's, that's, that's a real good point. I, I know when I get coffee, uh, I go to the same place and it's, uh, I won't mention where, but, um, yeah, it's like six cents and then a month or two later, it's six cents. I, I'm waiting to the point where I'm paying like a hundred bucks for a cup of coffee. You know, it's getting there. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think it's a dollar 94 for a large coffee at this place right now. But I remember when it was a buck 50, you know, and that wasn't, but probably a year or a year and a half ago. So, right. They know what to do, uh, and you know they're paying their employees more. Like you said, all the other different costs go up, right? So that's definitely a good strategy. I like the way you guys handle the 
you know, the sampling portion of it and making sure that the employees are confident. Uh, that, that's really good. That's really great. So fast forward now, here it is. We're getting applications down now. You know, uh, the production's coming in. And it's February, right? Like uh, it's beginning of February, first week of February. Now in Texas, when do you start seeing you know new customer inquiries, right? Um, really, you see a few. I mean, we get a very small amount right now. Um, it really is indicative of the weather. So once we get consistently above seventy degrees, and you start getting a lot of lawns come out of dormancy um, that early springtime, I'd say. You know, March is probably the one of the better times because um, you, you'll start to see a lot of that's when people start to mow the yard for the first time in a while. Um, and they start to really kind of look at their lawn again because it's not so cold. They're not they're not running from the car to inside the house and don't care about the lawn. So that March, we start to see some increase in April. Uh, second week of March through, you know, the end of April, mid-May is kind of our, our busiest time of the year as far as new application, new treatments and new customers coming on. So that's typically when we see the most new people come on is in that kind of that six weeks period, six to eight week period. And, you know, um, everybody talks about route density, route density. Is that something that you guys are focused in on? And how is your route density right now? Our route density right now is very good. Uh, we do a really good job of, of staying in, in our area. We've got a couple of areas and uh, we're, we're basically in the HEB uh, Tarrant County area when we focus really heavily on advertising those areas. Um, last year, we kind of increased and kind of expanded our boundaries a little further west and a little further south. Um, and we picked up a lot of new customers in those areas. And for us, we were lucky that a lot of them were we're very close and we were very strategic in where we advertise because we didn't want to be kind of spread out too thin all over the place. Um, it route density is definitely what makes it, you know, to where this business is profitable. And for us, um, we've done a really good job of it. And, and we, you know, with having less turnover and retention of our, of our, uh, customers, that's really helped us to, to keep that growth in those areas. Because when you can do, you know, there's days that, you know, one technician can do, you know, 35 stops and drive 30 minutes the whole day. That's, I mean, that's driving like less than two miles all day long. That's, that's incredible. That's high productivity and that's high profit, profitability as well. Yeah, I'm gonna put you on the spot. You might not know the exact number on this, but let's just say, uh, well, what do you think, like if you could pick a street, right? Or, or within a small community, what would you say, how many lawns would is the most you've had or have right now on one street? 14 is the most I have on one street. Um, it's one street. Um, basically, we do just about every other house on that street. Um, and, and then it's kind of a newer development area. Um, and in that little area, um, you know, it's it's very small. Uh, I don't know how many customers, I mean, uh, People live in that neighborhood, but right now we have 80 customers in this one neighborhood. It's enough for two days of applications by, by one technician, and it's great. I mean, it's, you know, 40, you can do 35 to 40 applications uh, from that one technician. The lawns are all very, you know, 
typically five, under 5,000 square feet. Um, a lot of them are Bermuda, which are for us here in Texas, they tend to do a little bit better. They have less weeds. They're a little bit thicker grass. Um, and it, since it's a newer community, there's not a lot of trees, so there's not a lot of shade issues. So this is a very uh, good area for us. And, and in that area, it's great. I mean, uh, having that kind of route density, when I go and talk to a new customer, they're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm really excited to get started. Um, and if they want a referral from another person, I could tell them, yeah, you know, anytime, you know, we're always looking at your yard. We're in this area at least once a week because we just have so many homes that we're, that we're able to get to in this area that, you know, we're always touching this, this area all the time. So um, it works out really good for us to have that great route density. So the strategy for this year, the uh, 2022's season, uh, is it kind of more of the same thing or do you think you're going to do something crazy and just, you know, veer off this good strategy that you have right now? No, I think we'll continue to use our, our good strategy. I think that this year, um, last couple of years, we've had really great response with referrals. So customers telling other people or neighbors and stuff to, to let us, um, take care of their, their lawns. Um, we've gotten great retention on that as well. So it's, you know, when somebody says, Hey, um, you know, they refer our business, that person usually stays with us a long time as well. Um, and so for us, those are one of the best ways we had at uh, getting new customers. And then we did a lot of digital as far as like next door, um, those kind of apps. Um, we got some really good responses on those. It's kind of another way where people can give you, um, you know, they can give you a good response and say, Hey, that person does a great job. Um, and then, you know, if people were asking, Hey, who does a good job in this area? Uh, our name came up a lot in those areas. Well, great. Hey, I appreciate having you on. Uh, very insightful, kind of sharing with us about the weather and kind of your strategy going into 2022. We talked a little bit about the pricing and retention. We talked about a lot of things. So again, thank you for you know joining me today and kind of you know discussing things. And I hope to see you again soon. And we'll definitely look to having you on again. Thanks, Frank, for having me on the show. Appreciate it. All right, you guys uh, keep up the great work and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Lawn Care Frank podcast. Please subscribe and visit LawnCareFrank.com for more helpful tips and information.